Hi and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani and the topic for today's episode is Transforming Creative Strategies. Creatives are equally as important as media or amplification and one without the other is truly incomplete. Transformation in most cases is associated with technology or digital but that's not completely true as new thoughts, ideas and strategies through creatives is also transformation and equally as important as most other topics in marketing. To help us dwell further into this topic, I have a very special guest on today's episode who has seen, helped and worked on creative strategies with multiple brands for over three decades now. Subhash Kamath, who is the newly appointed CEO for BBH and Publicis Worldwide, started his career in 1987 and has been an agency man all throughout with working for brands like Ogilvy and & Martha and Grey Worldwide. In addition to this, he is currently the Vice Chairman of the Advertising Standards Council of India and soon to become the Chairman. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Hi Subhash and welcome to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. Before we start our conversation, uh, I would like formally congratulate you coming CEO of BBH and Publicis Worldwide. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Great. So to start off, you've been in, you know, an agency man all through your career of 32 years now. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen and helped many brands grow largely because of their marketing and creative strategies. Uh, so how do you think creative strategies have transformed over the years, you know, since you've been around? A, cre- a creative strategy actually follows a brand strategy. Right. Uh, the, the bigger thing to crack is what does your brand stand for and how do you differentiate it from your competition right. uh, in a manner which is relevant and exciting to the consumer, right? So that really is the first step. What is the brand strategy? What does the brand stand for? What's the positioning? And following that, you can have multiple creative strategies over the years for that same brand, okay? As long as there's a very clear, articulated brand idea. Right. So if you take some of the best brands in the world, whether it is take Nike, for example, or Johnny Walker or whatever, you, the brand stands for something very clear, which is always, and then creative strategies yeah. are created from that brand idea to constantly refresh the communication going to the consumer year after year after year. Yeah. Okay. Why would you need to <clears throat> change creative strategies along the way? Or how does, how do they get transformed? If you ask, there are multiple factors over here. One is that, you know, you can't run the same communication beyond a certain point because there's something called the creative fatigue. You True. need newness. You need, you need to refresh the messaging, right? So that's one. The second is that there may be changes in the consumer learning and consumer behavior. You see, societies are also evolving constantly. Yeah. And what, what would have been relevant or exciting to your consumer 10 years ago may not be the same today. Things have changed. Yep. So yeah. You've got to be constantly relevant and therefore you have to constantly evolve. Okay. The, second, yeah. the second pillar of change that is constantly and evolving is, is media. You know, how people are consuming media, right? Hmm. Uh, and, you know, there was, a, there was a time when I joined advertising many, many years ago when print advertising, newspaper and magazine were the primary form of advertising with some yeah. amount on radio, right? And therefore the creative expression of most ads would always be in form of headlines and visuals and therefore there were art directors and copywriters working together 
to create noticeable print advertising, right? Yeah. Print used to rule, rule the roost. And mm. then came tele- television and a whole new world of communication opened up. Television yeah. took the country by storm, became the biggest mass medium you could ever think. Suddenly we had audio and visual uh, narratives Together, yeah. coming out, storytelling coming out, like movies, you know, literally. Yeah. And therefore, the whole creative strategy also changed because television, you needed to have script writers, not just copywriters. You needed yeah. to have people who could visualize a story in a cinematic form. All of that became a new way of things. And I'm, I'm talking about many years ago, right? So television sure. yeah. became, became, became huge. And television also did one thing big for India at that time. And I'm now talking about the mid-70s to the mid-80s, right? Yeah. Uh, take suddenly the world of aspiration. Yeah. Right down to the smallest villages and towns of India. Hmm, true. Which, yeah. news, which newspapers couldn't. Newspapers were still read by largely a relatively more educated lot, right? Yeah. But television became the true democratic medium, you mm. know, and that was also around the time, I think around mid 80s, when India's economy was opening up, uh, mm. uh, becoming more liberal, if I may say so. Yeah. And, and that op- opened up a whole consumption uh, and aspiration pattern amongst mm. consumers uh, who, who could suddenly look up to a world that they'd never seen before, right? Yeah. Uh, and therefore, storytelling also, brand strategies also started to look at lifestyle advertising. Uh, Now a cliche term, but Hmm. lifestyle advertising was at that time a new thing where you were not just talking about product propositions or product benefits, but you were Hmm. also couching them in huge lifestyle imagery, right? I don't know whether you remember a famous campaign for Thumbs Up when it was launched. Happy days are here again, Thumbs Up. And you had this bunch of rich kids they were on the beach having a great time. Now, all mm. those kind of imageries and all were not. Nobody could have seen them in the rest of the country before. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of the. It was the first one of the first brands that actually started what today is called lifestyle advertising. So yeah. then, creative strategies started to change with television, right? And television yeah. became a completely a different genre of of communication. After that came the digital age. So. And then that transformed things again over the last 10 years. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, today the, 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 the cell phone is perhaps the main screen for, for uh, uh, you consumption know, for a lot of, of people. A, yeah. Out of a population of 1.3 billion, I would say the population of cell phones itself is about 800 million yeah. or 900 million. All right. And therefore, that is the second mass medium, I, I call it. I, I don't think. Uh, digital is any more a uh, niche medium as it was started to be a few years ago. True. Today it is as mass as you can get. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so the the phone has again democratized uh, a second wave, and therefore again you you see the creative strategies and the brand strategies have had to change because Correct. the way people consume in the digital world is far more interactive, far more engaging yeah. than just one sided mass media communication that television was allowing. Yeah, you know, and and streaming from this, and actually, you did mention two very interesting points. One is from the creative strategies have 
changed because brand strategies have changed over the years and transformed. Uh, and the other part, which is actually uh, something that you know I would want to focus on, is uh, how media has transformed. And because of media transforming, it has impacted how creatives and creative is is viewed by the general public. Do you think that since you know there has been a lot of transformation from a media aspect, as we stand today, brands are focusing more on uh, you know innovating their content depending on the media rather than uh, focusing too much on the creative or do you think creative innovation still exists and still is very strong uh, i don't think it is either or okay. right you do need you do need a very high level of data today to understand how to plan your media and deploy your media and amplify your message you do right. Yeah, it has become a far more complicated and scientific process today than it was when you had one channel. Talk about, yeah, right? yeah. In those days, I remember the media planners when it was a good old Doodarshan days. If you had big budgets, you would put one a few spots on Hindi feature film, you would hmm. put a few spots on Chitrahar, uh, or a few spots on one of the big TV series like Mahabharat. Yeah, or Bunia or Buniyad, and the whole nation would see your advertisement. It was that yeah. simple. Yeah, right? yeah. Today, it's 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 segment. It's usually segmented across genres, across channels. Uh, even in the digital world, where people are consuming, what are they spending time on, can actually be broken down into audience segments, right? And then tailored, and you can tailor make messages depending on that segment in that specific area, right? So you yeah. need very strong, creative, insightful messaging coming out. And mm. you need a very strong media to take it forward. Yeah. So I uh, I think creative needs media and media needs creative. Especially when it comes to digital. To me, mm. creative and media are so amazingly interlinked. Yeah. That you can't have uh, the creative people sitting away from the media guys. You have to have them sitting together. True, true. You know, and... Uh... The one thing at least I have been noticing from a creative lens now is that a lot of brands are communicating and doing very similar things. Uh, so if we take examples of, you know, advertiser created days, if I can call them like, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day, for example, or even ads during the COVID period, they somewhere look very similar and it gets difficult to differentiate one brand from another. Uh, so how do you think brands should look at this aspect a little more seriously where <clears throat> they start looking a little differently from you know either their competition or other brands? I think this is a very, very critical question, perhaps the most critical question that marketeers need to have and our agencies need to answer. I mean, our own philosophy at BBH has always uh, been how to create differentiation for your brand. <clears throat> Let hmm. me give you a live example. If you look at hair care ads across the country, across 100 brands, you know that whole side the graphic from root to tip that glow goes yeah. to make the yeah. hair stronger. <laughs> or in dental uh, care, for example, you know, hmm. the kitanus vanishing from the gums. <laughs> yeah. Or in skin, skin care, you know, how it penetrates two layers, three layers. Now, hmm. All of these things. People are still putting into their product window, but how many of these are actually blind spots for the consumer? Because they've seen it across brands and you can't differentiate, right? So what you know, we do uh, when it comes to creative execution, we do what is mm. called, uh, we put together something called the sea of sameness video. Yeah. A sea of sameness is we take all the ads from the category 
all right and we mm. start mixing up or do a mishmash of all the cliched scenes from that category yeah without the brand names and mm. believe you me 90% of the clients that we have presented this to cannot identify which brand is which because they all look the same so we present the sea of sameness first and then tell them how to differentiate their brand because if you don't differentiate your brand you will mm. just be one more voice in the many without any resonance right yeah no and i was actually literally just just coming to that because that's something that came to my mind when you were speaking about this is that creatives definitely help build brand perception and point of differentiation and the best example for me considering you know and this has been for the longest time when i think about point of differentiation and brand perception is the the war between coke and pepsi right personally i love the way how coke advertised itself and has been doing it since the last few years and honestly more than the taste differentiation which is questionably very similar i choose coke solely because of its perception you know so what are your views on how brands can help improve their perception and cause a point of differentiation using creatives and especially keeping their tg in mind so again it comes to strategy okay right. uh, brand strategy so differentiation comes from anywhere differentiation can come from the product truth yeah differentiation can come from the consumer truth something in the consumer's life you know we we have this multiple circles of truth which one of our global planning heads have put together yeah. that you should inter- interrogate it from all aspects and you could find a differentiation anywhere right mm-hmm. um even if the product delivery is the same right so 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 that 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 really come that really is the most important and the challenging part to it because once you crack the differentiation no your creative storytelling becomes much faster and easier yeah okay? right you need the you need the intelligence to hmm. drive the magic of creative yeah the intelligence comes from the strategic thinking right hmm. and without one the other is useless yeah I mean, the example that you gave, which is Coke versus Pepsi, right? Yeah, uh, is actually one of the best examples you can look at because uh, the best way that Pepsi in the good old days mm. actually became became a solid challenger to Coke yeah. was through its positioning, right? Mm. Coke was establishment. Coke yeah. was uh, absolutely uh, inclusive, and even today, this brand strategy is very inclusive. it's yeah. meant for everyone open yeah. happiness it's almost like a welcoming world yeah. of coke so it's like a community brand right yeah uh, it's a world that they welcome you to the only way a, a challenger brand like pepsi could make a differentiator was not try and play the coke game they would have failed yeah so what did they do they said we are meant for the young generation and they took mm. on coke with the same tone and manner and humor and cheekiness that a challenger brand can do yeah But You yeah know, they they even did blind tests uh, hmm. across the street the coke the pepsi challenge yeah. and a blind testing more americans would have and that's what made pepsi successful right yeah. because they went after a very sharp differentiating strategy you know uh, uh, across the world i mean there are many hmm. brands if you look at if you look at apple versus uh, microsoft or ibm yeah you know uh, at one time people had to learn computer language to operate a computer and apple just changed that you know True. they said why yeah. should people be computer literate why can't computers be people literate yeah interesting so 
one last question before we close this episode is can you share a positive case study of how a creative strategy helped a brand and i'm sure you know probably a few are coming to your mind at the moment considering you've been in the space for three decades now oh i i i'd love to talk about uh, johnny walker keep walking. yeah uh, yeah. One of the most su- successful case studies in the world, I would say, uh, uh, done by BBH in uh, London. You know, I, I not only had the privilege of interacting with the with the planner who who actually authored that, but uh, over the years, I've also spent a lot of time understanding this case study. Yeah. Uh, so at that time, again, this is how you create differentiation. It's not just creative strategy; it's actually what the brand stands for, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, when BBH got the brand Johnny Walker from Diageo, uh, the brand was actually on a slump in terms mm. of global sales, right? Okay. Because there were so many whiskeys all over the world, etc. Right? Mm. Uh, and I remember the planner telling me the story of how how they actually went into researching across the world amongst consumers, right? Now, yeah. Johnny Walker is a premium scotch, right? And premium scotches have always been some kind of a symbol of success. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And when they they researched it across across consumers across the world, and they realized that actually that category code had become its biggest uh, weakness, which is success as a portrayal or success as imagery hmm. was no longer differentiated because every scotch above a certain price point was communicating success in some imagery form or the other. Yeah. Right, the the BBH planning team did a fabulous insight work when they realized that the younger whiskey consumer, in the legal drinking ages of say twenty five to thirty five, okay, yeah, okay, in hmm. their minds, however, right, it was too early for them to think of people who have arrived. You know that yeah. became their father's father's story, not hmm. theirs. Yeah, they were more driven by they were more driven by the idea of progress. Hmm. True. Personal progress is the journey. Success is the destination. Yeah. All other Scotch brands were focused on the destination, which is success, and therefore the sea of sameness of imagery there. If you just shifted our brand's thinking and focusing on personal progress, you were immediately strategically differentiating what you stand for. And yeah. you were appealing to a younger consumer. And the first thing they did was to actually go back to Johnny Walker. If you remember the old bottle, the logo hmm. was a red, a red and uh, red and white, black kind of lo- a man walking from right to left into the logo. Hmm. So if you Google it, you'll see it. The first recommendation was to make that man black and gold and look forward. Hmm. Interesting. Walking away, walking yeah. away, and that's the sign of progress because there's no end to it. You can continue walking. Hmm. And that was the brief given to creative. And uh, when the creative people came up with the line, keep walking. Yeah. It was, and Johnny Walker, personal progress, keep walking. It just feels so immediately destined for each other. This whole strategy and this creative thought. It's one of my favorite and most inspiring case studies. Yeah, I think a very interesting one. And honestly, still a brand that a lot of people look up to, still a tagline that a lot of people resonate with. Actually, everyone probably resonates with it if you're obviously above the age of 25. But uh, it's, yeah, in in a nutshell, I think it's still very relevant today. So great. Thank you, Subhash, uh, for taking the time out 
uh, you know, and sharing pleasure, all this. My pleasure. Uh, and and obviously, especially with all the positive changes happening for you on the work front, and this entire session has been extremely, extremely insightful for me. That's why keep walking makes a difference to me as well, right? So basically, yeah. keep walking. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I hope I hope your listeners will find this useful. Uh, I am uh, sure. It was. I was very happy to join you today. Great. So for the rest of us, hope this episode was useful for you. And if you would like to know more about this topic, you can reach out to Subhash on LinkedIn. And in case if you have any doubts, feedback, or just want to spark a conversation, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. This is me signing out for this episode, and looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Subscribe to the podcast for regular updates. And one last thing, don't forget to stay curious.